Grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. King David said in the opening words of Psalm 41, Blessed is the one who considers the poor. In the day of trouble, the Lord delivers him. The Lord protects him and keeps him alive. He is called blessed in the land. You do not give him up to the will of his enemies. These words were the stuff of last, last week's Ash Wednesday preaching. In that sermon, you heard two things. First of all, uh, uh, all of God's psalms, including Psalm 41, speak about our Lord and His work for our salvation. That's why God included the psalms in His scriptures, because they bear witness, say Jesus, about me. Secondly, because the Psalms are about Jesus, well, then they're also about you. You are the baptized of Christ. And when you were baptized, you entered into Christ's holy body just as surely as he entered yours. You and your Christ are now joined together by God. And what God therefore has joined together, let not man separate. Tonight we move forward in Psalm 41, and I'd like you to bear that very thing in mind, that the Psalms speak about you because they first speak about Jesus. Your baptismal connection to Jesus can help with these words from Psalm 41, which read, the Lord sustains him on his sickbed. In his illness, you restore him to full health. So first and foremost, Jesus is the one whom God the Father sustained on a sickbed. Now to be sure, the gospel writers never recorded anything about Jesus suffering cancer, feeling the effects of lung disease, catching a cold, or even striking his foot against a stone. As far as the gospels are concerned, our Lord was the picture of health right up to the moment of his arrest, always healing and never needing to be healed. The human body of Jesus was unblemished and uncorrupted by disease because Jesus had no sin of his own. We know that disease came into the world as a result of sin. And Jesus? Well, personally, he is sinless. Nonetheless, just because Jesus had no sin of his own, we should not therefore think that he carried no sin at all in his body. Just look at our banner for Lent and be reminded that Jesus is the Lamb of God who bears the sin of the world. Sinless Jesus was made to be the sinner, the chief of sinners, for our sake. God the Father laid onto his perfect Son every corrupt thing about us. Jesus held himself personally responsible for our guilt. He made himself to be the guilty one so that we could be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish. That's why the scriptures say God made him to be sin to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So 
because Jesus took upon himself all of our sin, he also took upon himself all the bodily effects of our sin, including our diseases and our ailments, our sicknesses. You might have a bad hip or a bad knee. Well, you can find comfort in knowing that Jesus bore the pain and he hobbled for you in his passion. You might have respiratory issues, bad lungs. Knowing that Jesus suffocated on the cross can help you realize that you are not alone in your breathing problems. Isaiah declared, and then St. Peter echoed, a promise from God concerning Jesus that shall yet be fulfilled in our bodies, which is this. By his wounds, we are healed. That's why David could pray in another place and why we also can pray even in pain. The psalm that we read for tonight, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity and heals all your diseases, redeems your life from the pit. Jesus said, or uh, uh, David said in Psalm 41, The Lord sustains him on his sickbed, In his illness, you restore him to full health. These words describe God the Heavenly Father's personal attentiveness toward Jesus, who is God the fully embodied Son. So let's ponder on what this means in relation to our Lord and Savior. The first phrase, the Lord sustains him on his sickbed. There's a German artist named Matthias Grunewald who famously painted a picture of our Lord's crucified body, not merely pierced with the nails and the the spear, but also pockmarked and discolored with a disease called the plague. You can look this up online. It's pretty impressive. Grunewald wanted us to think of our Lord's cross as a sickbed where Jesus suffered for us and for our salvation bearing both our sin and its bodily consequences. David's word sustains could also be translated as upholds, which is a synonym. God God said through his prophet Isaiah, Behold my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. There's some ancient artists who depicted God the Father present at the crucifixion of our Lord. And in those depictions, the the Heavenly Father would sometimes be positioned above and behind our Lord's uh, uh, cross, arms outstretched toward Jesus, holding his son's sacrificial body in place against the beam. Thus God the Father upheld and sustained the incarnate Son on his sickbed, as it were. third one is, in his illness, said David, you restored him to full health. In his illness, you restore him to full health. Stated in another way, God raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and your hope are in God. See, in the resurrection, the bodily resurrection of our Lord, God the Father restored full health to his Son setting him free from the weight of our sin and from the burden of our diseases. 
The resurrection of our Lord's flesh promises resurrection also to our flesh because we're baptized into Christ's death and his resurrection. He has made himself one with us. That's why Job even confidently prayed, after my skin has thus been destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold. See, brothers and sisters in Christ, the good news is that because Psalm 41 is about Jesus, this same psalm is also about you, the baptized of Christ. David said, for the purpose of your abiding faith and eternal hope, the Lord sustains him or her. That is, the Lord sustains each of his chosen ones on each person's sickbed. In each Christian's illness, you, O Lord, restore him or her to full health. See, David's sustain or uphold is a beautiful word. For Jesus of Nazareth is the hand and the word of the Lord of hosts. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord exalts. Your right hand upholds me. See, your Christ knows how to sustain you with a word, him who is weary, or her who is weary. Think about that. Are you at this moment a picture of good health? Well, if you are, you did not reach that temporary state through your own effort or strength. No, the God of Israel. He is the one who gives power and strength to his people. And we respond by saying, well, thanks be to God. Is anyone among you sick? Well, you did not get that way because of some accidental oversight in the heavenly realms or because the Lord your God has forgotten or forsaken you. If you're sick, it's been allowed by the attentive grace and overflowing mercy of your God who gives power to the faint and increases strength. See, even when we suffer in our bodies and struggle in our minds, Jesus is sweetness to the soul and health to the body. And we respond, well, thanks be to God. Is your dear Christian loved one died in the faith and departed this life? His illness was not his death, and her disease did not claim her life. This child is not dead, said Jesus, but only sleeping. Remember what our Lord Jesus says to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? See, faith clings to this promise. Because Jesus' words, like David's in Psalm 41, they're faithful and they're true. The Lord sustains you in your sickbed. In your illness, he restores you to full health. 
And to that we respond, thanks be to God. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord, who sustains us in sickness. Amen.